Welcome to NBA Talk with Isaac Wolf. I am your host, Isaac Wolf, and today I'm going to start off by talking about tampering. Because ESPN's Zach Lowe and Brian Windhorst reported on Tuesday that the NBA opened up an investigation into tampering on this summer's free agency. More than $1 billion in contracts were, I don't know, suddenly agreed to in the first 24 hours of free agency? Owners raised concern about it at the Board of Governors meeting. The meeting was, quote, tense, according to Zach and Brian. Labor committee head Michael Jordan, owner of the Charlotte Hornets, said some free agent rules may need to be revisited during the next CBA collective bargaining agreement. The investigation will likely focus on some of the earliest reported deals. Zach and Brian reporting the investigation may not result in formal punishment. However, the league can hand out fines, revoke draft picks, even void contracts, but it probably will not go that far. The investigation could lead to rule changes. Look, the whole tampering thing is just dumb to me. Like, is an owner or a GM saying something about you really going to influence your decision? Do we really think that the players are like, Oh, so-and-so said they liked my game. I think I'm going to sign with them this offseason. Or, Oh, so-and-so said I have a lot of potential. I think that's who I'm going to sign with this offseason. No. Let's face it. Players are not truly influenced by what any other owner or GM says about them. They might appreciate the compliment, but it's not going to be the deciding factor in where that player goes if they are a free agent that offseason. The tampering system is just ridiculous. It's a system where players, or the players, are not subject to tampering rules. Management still recruits players, they just do it through their own players. In my opinion, just get rid of tampering. It's an insult to players' intelligence, and owners too. It suggests that the players don't know their own contract situations and that they need other teams to point it out for them. That's not how it works. Players in this business are smart, and I'm pretty sure they can figure things out like their own contracts on their own. This is a big issue and little fines that owners and GMs can just pluck out of their paycheck like pocket change will not fix it. Let's move on to some free agent moves that have happened over the past day. The Trailblazers signed Pau Gasol to a one-year deal. Dragon Bender agreed to a two-year deal with the Bucks, former number four overall pick with the Suns. And we just got news earlier today that Montrez Harrell and Mason Plumlee were added to the Team USA training camp roster. Obviously, with all the guys dropping out, they need to fill those spots. Harrell and Plumlee are the latest to be added to that roster. Zion Williamson, his, the details of his Jordan deal were revealed. The deal is for seven years and it is worth, wait for it, $75 million. He's getting more money on that than his rookie contract in the NBA. That's just insane. He could retire today. And still be guaranteed to get $75 million without stepping foot on an NBA court. That is just ridiculous. Speaking of deals, RJ Hampton, a five-star recruit coming out of high school, decided to play overseas in New Zealand for the New Zealand Breakers of the NBL. He has just signed a five-year multi-million dollar shoe deal with... Chinese company Li Ning. This could now be another advantage to playing overseas rather than in college. You get paid earlier, 
and you can get endorsement deals now. RJ is the first to get an endorsement deal through this kind of path. And we may see more players follow this path with our with RJ getting this kind of deal. Personally, I like the guys playing in college. I think they get better coaching. You could argue they get better competition because honestly, I think there's more defense played in college than overseas. And they get more publicity. But who knows? Guys are all about money these days, so my guess is we will see this pattern continue. Let's talk about Steve Kerr because he was not happy about the Anthony Davis trade. He wasn't happy in the fact that AD requested a trade while he was healthy and had a few years left on his deal. He talked about it on the Warriors Insider Podcast and said, quote, that's a real problem that the league has to address and that the players have to be careful with it. When you sign on that dotted line, you owe that effort and your play to that team, that city, to the fans. He also called that trade, quote, bad for the league. Look, he sort of has a point, but can't players have freedom in this league? Why would we force guys to stay with their teams if they're not happy? This is their job. In the real world, do we force people to stay in one job for their whole career? No. If they're not happy, they can resign and go find another job. It should be the same way in the NBA. There's no reason to keep a player where he is not happy. Giannis Anadikumpo is now getting shooting lessons from new teammate Kyle Korver. Who, of course is one of the great shooters of all time. He has a perfect form. So if Giannis gets this jump shot down from Kyle Korver, I think the rest of the league should be very scared. Korver has a full season to develop this with Giannis. And we know how quickly Giannis develops. So this could be something. We will keep an eye on it. You know that. WNBA All-Stars. The selection show was on Tuesday night, and it was like the NBA, where the two captains get to pick the teams. Elena Deladon of the Washington Mystics was a captain, as was Aja Wilson, who will not be playing Wilson, excuse me, who will not be playing in the game due to an ankle injury. She will be replaced by Minnesota Lynx rookie Nafisha Collier. Here's how the draft played out. Elena Deladon took Brittany Griner. Of the Phoenix Mercury, number one overall, Asia Wilson took Ch- Chelsea Gray with her top pick. And here are what the teams look like. Team Deladon, the starters for Team Deladon. Elena Deladon, captain. Brittany Griner, Jewel Lloyd, Jonquil Jones, and Kia Nurse. Reserves, Christy Tolliver, Dewana Bonner, Neka Ogwumake, Courtney Vandersloot, Nafisha Collier, and Alyssa Thomas. For Team Wilson, the starters are Chelsea Gray, Caleb McBride, Liz Cambage, Natasha Howard. Reserves are Sylvia Fowles, Diamond Shields, Allie Quigley, Tina Charles, and Erica Wheeler. Who, by the way, was undrafted. First WNBA All-Star ever to be undrafted. Uh, also, Candice Dupree and Odyssey Sims are on Team Wilson as well. Okay, first of all, I could not believe that Asia didn't take her teammate Liz Cambage earlier. I thought she could go number one overall. 6'8", a dominant big, prolific scorer. She's got a lot of talent. Talent. She is an MVP candidate this season, so I was puzzled when Wilson gave Teleton three chances to get Cambage, and she didn't take her any of those times. Second of all, Asia has a very big team. 
6'8", Liz Cambage. 6'4", Natasha Howard. 6'5", Sylvia Fowles. 6'2", Nafisha Collier. Deladon does have the tallest player in the W in Brittany Griner. 6'9", has the most in-game dunks in WNBA history. But other than that, her tallest player is herself at 6'5". And then the majority of the rest of her team is guards, with the exception of Tina Charles and Jonquil Jones. We are going to take a break. When I come back, I will finish talking about the WNBA All-Star Draft. Welcome back to NBA Talk with Isaac Wolf. I'm your host, Isaac Wolf, and let's continue talking about the WNBA All-Star Draft. After the two captains had finished drafting, the two got into trade proposals and they traded coaches. So former NBA legend and Detroit Pistons bad boy Bill Lambeer, coach of the Las Vegas Aces, which is Asia Wilson's team, was supposed to coach Team Deladon. Because the way it works is the coach with the best record is supposed to match up with the player who gets the most votes. Also, Washington Mystics coach Mike Tibolt was supposed to coach Team Wilson. So the two coaches who are going to coach in this year's All-Star Game are from the same teams that the captains are, but they were coaching the opposite team, the opposite player who was on the team. Elena had Asia's coach, and Asia had Elena's coach. So they made that swap. Then Della Don proposed a trade. She asked for Tina Charles in return for Nafisha Collier. Asia did accept that. So Collier, who was supposed to replace Wilson, was drafted by Team Deladon and is now on Wilson's team, so that all works out. Tune in to the WNBA All-Star 3-Point Contest and Skills Challenge this Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN. And also tune into the All-Star Game this Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC. It's going to be a lot of fun in the WNBA this weekend. To wrap up today, this day in NBA history, in 1988, the Atlanta Hawks became the first NBA team to play in the Soviet Union when they defeated the Soviet Georgia All-Stars 85-84 in an exhibition game. Happy birthday to Brad Wanamaker and the late Nate Thurmond. We will be back tomorrow with another podcast.